0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bloom the Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 40 of Bloom the Podcast. We're going strong, y'all. We are going strong. Episode 40 right here. If you guys are tuning in for the very first time, I am your host, Donovan, and this is the co-host, Ashley.
1: What's up?
0: How are you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Ready good. for this topic.
0: I know. I'm excited about this as well. <laughs> but we we've got a lot to get to, to get, uh, today guys so strap in cuz it's going to get uh, there's going to be some turns some ups and downs so uh get your popcorn it's going to be a good one um if you guys didn't check out last week's episode make sure you guys go ahead and do that what did we talk about last week oh loving your enemies that's right <laughs> we talked about loving your enemies last week and i think that was a good episode i think it was a fun one uh, a real challenging one for everybody i mean i think that's something that we all can work on so if you guys didn't listen to that episode, go back, check it out, make sure you guys are up to date. Um, and jumping right into today's episode, before we get started, just want to give a huge shout out to Bamboo Earth again. Um, they were kind enough to send us this package here with a whole bunch of really awesome, clean, and ethical skincare products. If you guys haven't tried them out before, I would definitely recommend it. They are all natural, like I said, they feel great. I've been using them, I love them. What about you? You've been using it too, right? Yeah,
1: I've been using the moisturizer, and I mean, I've been told since I've started using it that I smell really good. So. It smells
0: bomb.com, <laughs> so because the uh, toner has like, um, or the cleanser, I'm sorry, has like tea tree oil and stuff right. like that. It just smells good. If you want to smell okay. good and look good, guys, make sure you guys check out Bamboo Earth. <laughs> We're going to leave their links in the description below, so make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. You can't go wrong with good skincare products, so... Uh huge shout out to Bamboo Earth, um, but jumping right into today's episode, uh, starting with the blue moment of the week. All right. Do you got something? Should I go first? Uh,
1: you can go first, but I have something. <laughs> <Either> okay. <way. laughs> All right. Yeah,
0: I'll start. Um. So I think for me, what has been on my heart recently has been discipline. And I think starting this year... I wanted to be more disciplined in every aspect, mainly to guide me back to Bible Mm -hmm. and to guide me back to my spiritual walk because I felt like I was struggling in a lot of other areas that was making it hard for me to stay disciplined at reading my Bible. Mm -hmm. So I think recently I've been trying to find a balance between discipline and tyranny on myself. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's a hard balance. You want to stay consistent. You want to be disciplined. And being disciplined does call for skipping out on things to stay dedicated. It calls for sacrifice. It calls for um a real motivation and determination to stay disciplined. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, I also felt like I was focusing so much on it that I was sacrificing other areas of my life that I feel like I needed. For instance, like uh fellowship with other believers i felt like i was cutting myself short a little bit by trying to be in bed at a certain time because i'm getting up early and trying to do all these things that i was cutting myself short so just i think the lord has put it on my heart to just not to still be disciplined because it's super important balance but balance yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. all about balance and i've just this week has been honestly filled with a lot of fellowship and i've been super happy about it and I think the Lord is kind of just showing like this is equally as important as mm-hmm. your discipline, your regimen, your routine, and it can help you push in those areas to be even better. So Definitely. I think that's what the Lord has been showing me this week. Just discipline, but at the same time, balance.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Um, For me, uh, just like I talked about this on my story. I feel like whoever follows me on Instagram, yeah. they just get like a quick thing of what I'm going to talk about on Bloom. but. I think just living a life of intention and bringing glory to God like I feel like I heard a message and the message was on are you ready to die and it Mm. just made me think that if I looked back on my life would I be satisfied with what I used it for you know like even in small things I do just as like cooking or cleaning or doing any of those things like Was I doing that to bring glory to God? Because that's something to be happy about when I look back on my life. But was that my intention or was I just going through a list of to do's? Right. You know, like what was my heart motive? So this week has been like super encouraging because I've talked a lot about how I used to get stressed over writing things down. But when it's like in your head that you're um, what you're doing is like bringing glory to god it becomes less of like oh i have to get this list of to do's done and more like oh here's ways i can like serve the people around me and bring glory to god throughout my day like not just like oh dishes you know (laughs) like stuff like that so that's been like it's been like motivating for me to do more and um i've just been like reading books on that too like being a wife in the home and like what that looks like and how it's not just a um like you know here let me get all this stuff done So I can relax but like I'm gonna do everything until I go to bed You know like I'm gonna get all of this stuff Done there is no break you know if you need right. to Schedule in a nap then you schedule It in but there's no yeah. like I'm gonna get This all done and th- so I can nap right. For the rest of the day you know right. so it's just been Like living with intention And it's just helped me be Like way less stressed And way more motivated it was like Life changing yeah. <laughs> but that's
0: awesome yeah. yeah i mean that's our that's our why for life right if you're a believer <laughs> yeah. your motivation for why we do everything should be bringing glory to the lord so mm-hmm. that's awesome that he's put 100%. that on your heart so there it is guys Bloom moment of the week for us if you guys have anything that you want to share drop it down in the comments below or dm us directly we would love to hear how you guys are blooming in your own lives yep. um but jumping right into today's episode
1: Face. <laughs> it's funny because
0: this topic today i've had multiple conversations with people just this week that were very very they were good conversations because <laughs> the people that i was talking to were you know more open-minded they were you know it's it's i i can't talk to people that are minded. so right if i'm gonna have a t- conversation we, we've got to be on the same footing of like i understand you And you understand me. And we're both coming at it from that angles. But I've had a couple conversations this week that are just good. They're good combos. And I think it's encouraging. And I think it's even more reason why we need to be talking about it today. And that topic is maturity for relationships. Now, there's a lot of different facets (laughs) when it comes to maturity. There's a lot of different um, aspects to it. And we're going to tackle all of it today. So i guess the i how we would start is when it comes to maturity and relationships and obviously you're married so in your experience what was the determining factors as far as not only your own maturity but assessing the person you're with's maturity
1: um so for my own maturity i think the main thing would be just like my walk with the lord yeah if it's strong or not you know or am i like Oh, like I'm still kind of iffy on that, you know, like you've right. just got to be sure in your walk with the Lord. I think that's like the biggest thing, because if you're walking with the Lord, then you're just constantly growing in better ways, you know, like right. as you just go through life, you're learning and reading the Bible and just growing. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing for the person you're dating. You know, are they doing that? Are they encouraging you do that you know are you feeling like you're growing together are they inspiring you and i think that's the biggest thing i paid attention for and a guy was not like oh how does he handle like you know like this little situation that's like some worldly situation but like how does he handle issues when it comes to like being biblical and all these things like how like, it's so hard to explain, but just yeah. like his walk with the Lord and how that lives out is my right. main thing that I care about. Right. Um. So that was kind of what I thought of, because I think for both me and Nikki, there was obviously areas where we could have better matured. But even as of we've course. been married it's crazy how much we've just matured in that time and i was never worried about that because i knew hey we're both believers and i see a strong desire to please the lord from both ends so i know with all those other side things we're going to grow together right so
0: yes i would agree (laughs) i think spiritual uh growth is obviously the most important thing for maturity right um that's a great answer so you know what because i was i I mean you were going to say everything i was going to say so i'm going to skip my portion here (laughs) i'm going to jump to the next question because i think this is the important thing okay so with relationships and relationships that are intentional and guided towards marriage in the church there is a overwhelming uh prioritizing of that And in that prioritizing of maturity, I think it stifles a lot of people from even engaging in the relationship to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I would ask you to kind of swerve this conversation a little bit. How do you see that playing out in young people's lives or even older people's lives? And how do you see it either positively impacting them or negatively impacting them?
1: Right. So, sadly to say, I think it's mostly negatively (laughs) impacted people. Okay. Um, That was something me and Nikki faced a lot of was people telling us we were too immature to be married. Um, Right. But here's my (laughs) thing. (laughs) Who decides what the definition of maturity
0: is? Right. What is the metric that you are using to describe it? Right.
1: Like, how are you going to walk up to someone you barely know and be like, I just think you're mature based off of a couple things I might have seen. It's like, hmm. <laughs> but even with that, where in the Bible does it say that you need to reach this level of maturity before you're married? And so I think this, this whole college, career, whole mindset thing has had parents. Honestly, I'm being honest here, dumbing down their kids to make them right. seem like children. <laughs> and with that, the child's like, Well, I can't get in a relationship because I'm not mature enough because I'm yeah. focused on these things that my parents taught me to focus on. <laughs> and oh, it's just mind-boggling <laughs> to me because I I know people will be like, oh man, like people who are like in their later 20s and be like oh man i was so immature when i was like 18 <laughs> and i'm like and honestly for some of these people i'm still looking at them and i'm like <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> well, well, well i'll stop you right there because right it can be a contradiction so there is a level of objectivity when it comes to maturity which i think people can see on a uh a broader spectrum. So you can say like, okay, this person seems to have like a decent head on their shoulders, like right. they have a good they have a good biblical foundation, they seem to be pretty solid. I think when people re- are referring to maturity, that's more or less what they're talking about. The problem is I think in what you're referring to is it can also be subjective, which is where it becomes exactly. the waters get murky.
1: And also because you're never fully mature, which was the point I was right. going to make is someone yeah. could say oh, yeah, I was so mature at 18. I'm looking at them and thinking, you're still kind of immature now, right? But the point is that when you're 30 years old, you're going to look back at the 20-something-year-old you and be like, bro, I was so immature. Like, there's just, there's no point where someone is like, no, I fully reached it. You know, all of us. I've (laughs) arrived. Exactly. You can find immaturity in everybody. Right. So that's the thing. It's like, no one is really not immature like everyone is immature
0: <laughs> right so. And i think one of the first steps of maturity is knowing that you're not the most mature person out there
1: exactly that's 100 what that is and that actually is so funny because that was one of the things i really respected about nikki yeah was he was super open about where he thought he failed yeah, on everything, and I was like, "That is the first step to show you are ready for something." You know, what
0: yeah, self awareness of your own problems is the only way exactly. that you'll actually be able to address them. So, exactly, that is a huge maturity mark, I think. And right. I would also say one of the things too, especially in the church, and this is life in general. And I'm not disagreeing with the premise as a whole, but I think as a whole people associate age with maturity. So the problem is, (laughs) is people associate the idea of relationships and marriage with the idea of you being a certain age as have having reached a certain level of experience equaling your maturity to now be able to be married. So when you're like in your situation, if you're 18, someone looks at you and says, well, you just got out of high school. You haven't experienced anything. Mm, Therefore you don't have the qualifications to be in a relationship to be married which if you look at the bible first off that's unbiblical if you also look at the bible again you'll see the only qualification for uh, marriage for believers is the fact that they are married uh i'm sorry the fact that they are believers so that is a moot point
1: right I'm sure, you know, Mary was so well prepared to have that baby, <laughs> at, you know, yeah. <laughs> around 14 years old. I'm sure she was thriving at that point in her life to have a child. <laughs> she was just
0: r- reared to go. She was all about it.
1: Yeah. Really, though. Really. Yeah. It's it's crazy. To yeah. Me. I, I do think, though, that it is associated with age. And yeah, sure. I might not have an experience of a third year old. But even with that, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Like okay, I'll have those experiences eventually. Why can't I have those while I'm married to someone?
0: (laughs) Right. And I think the other thing, too, is it's kind of like when you're applying for a job fresh out of high school. The job wants you to have relevant work experience, but you've never worked. So how are you going to get the experience if you never get the job, right? So eventually you have to get a job that gives you the experience to get a better job and whatnot. And it's the same idea with the relationships. If you're getting into a relationship and you're intentionally, and guys, I stress this with like, Mm. I don't know how much I can put stress on the word intentionally dating. Because I think a lot of people talk about it and it's kind of the Christianese answer for why you date. Like, oh, yeah, you date for marriage. But how are you practicing? Practically doing that. Because mm-hmm. you have to, when you say the word I'm intentionally dating, there is a mindset that comes with that, which says, okay, I am, first of all, looking at myself and saying, how can I grow to be better for this person, to be a suitable partner for them spiritually, right. to grow them spiritually, especially for the guy? And I'm speaking mainly from the guy because that is, I am a man. <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> I, I'm looking at it when I'm getting into a relationship. I'm thinking first, okay, how does this person need to be led? Because that's the most important thing. And obviously the most important thing for leading is leading them spiritually and driving them closer to the Lord. Yep. So if you're intentionally dating, that is the first step. The other step is not messing around and not stifling yourself with purity. And I think that's the big thing with maturity as well. Don't
1: get me started. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And I totally agree. And that is when, as we're talking about intentionally dating, yeah. that is when I get so bothered that, Christians talk about intentional <laughs> dating but then they encourage their kids to stay in a relationship but the reason they shouldn't get married is because they're not mature enough for marriage so I'm like okay so you're okay with your kid being in a relationship even though they can't get married because they're not ready but yeah. you believe in intentional dating it's Say a it contradiction <laughs> it's a
0: contradiction 100
1: yeah like what You shouldn't be in a relationship if you are not ready for marriage.
0: Right. Because, exactly, (laughs) you date for marriage. Like I said, that's the Christianese answer. But if you're not practically thinking like, yeah, I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to date with the intention of marriage. If you're in a relationship and you're not thinking about getting married because you're not ready, like you said, don't date. Because that's Mm. not intentionally dating. That's not dating for marriage. So you can't have both. It's either you need to work on yourself and don't do anything or... You date intentionally for the purpose of marriage and you get married. (laughs) Right. It's not like they're, it's not like a graph and they're like intertwining with each other. They're on two separate sides of the line. Exactly. You can't be both.
1: Exactly. And that's like that's a lot of people like I've heard a lot of people talk about how they dated in high school. Right. Yeah. And then when they're out of high school, they're like, well, we're not ready to get married yet. <laughs> well, and I'm like, not. well, then maybe you shouldn't have been dating in high school. Maybe that like me and Nikki have had these conversations like would I let my kid date in high school? Right. Yeah. Um, but my thinking on that is you can date in high school if when you graduate, you are like, no, I'm going to be a wife. Right. I'm going to be a wife and I'm going to get married (laughs) when I'm done with this. Like if that is your goal. Yeah. And that was, I did it in high school and my main goal was like when I graduate high school, I want to be a wife. Right. And so it was intentional.
0: And I think it's even harder for the guy because coming out of high school, most of the time, you're not going to be in the most financially set situation. So that can be a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you can't be there because I was closely there. I wasn't all the way there, but I was working towards it. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it also depends on the individual. So we can lay down the groundwork as a whole, but I think it comes back to an individual basis at the end of the day. So for me and you, growing up in the family that we grew up in, we were challenged as adults by the age of 16, 17. Right. That's how our parents treated us. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were by our side, helping us make decisions, um, giving us wisdom, giving us counsel. But they kind of go into that assistant coach mode when you become <laughs> the age and you are starting to be more independent. and that's a good thing so for the parents that look at their kids as children when they're 22 their situation might be a little bit different and i would say that's really on the parent because you are no longer a child at the age of 22 you may be their child but they, you are not a child right so i think that's a distinction people i think parents like to hold on to their kids and kind of vicariously live through them to try and stop them from getting hurt but right. i mean our parents it's not like our parents like wanted us to get hurt <laughs> but you have to go through and that's part Aren't of the maturity process what? and that's where <laughs> i was going with it you have to let your children make some decisions figure out what works for them and figure out where they can be spiritually to grow Right. And if you keep telling people that they aren't ready to do things and they're never going to figure that out for themselves and they're going to be independent on people telling them at what points in their lives that they can do certain things and that's not helpful for anybody
1: right and i just like to make this point because this is something i think about often but when people say that you're immature it's it's i've heard the most crazy <laughs> reasons for why they say that to people i'm like what the heck does that have to do with immaturity like someone will be like oh well you haven't lived on your own yet it's like well how does that equate <laughs> to immaturity like right there's just certain like there's just crazy things like oh you want to get married that's immature of you it's like
0: (laughs) well even and and even on that note i think a lot of times people conflate maturity with other things so one of the things that i think people conflate maturity with is your status in life especially for men so Mm -hmm. if the guy is say like 21 but he doesn't have a great job he maybe he still lives with his parents or something you would probably look at that guy and say yeah you're not mature enough and that's more of a status thing not a personal Mm. and mental mindset thing you don't know why that person is in that situation They could
1: be like i'm saving up so (laughs) you know right i mean i know people
0: older than 21 that live with their parents and are very very mature and and well off and we're being honest exactly (laughs) so i think a lot of times people are bundling together like you said the moving out thing that's one of those things that people conflate with maturity because it's one of those like adultish things to do but it's like you don't know everyone's situation in life and why they're doing what they're doing and the position that they're in so to right. couple maturity which is all a knowledge and wisdom thing with materialism and material things mm. i think is a dangerous game to play
1: exactly you know what i actually have two points two examples of this where it just shows the ridiculousness and <laughs> it just blows my mind but yeah. the first one was i recently actually had someone tell me that i was immature because when it came to nikki Wanting to go to Japan to be a missionary, right? Right. Um, This said person was talking to me about it. And they were like, you didn't want to be a missionary. This was before we were married. So, like, they're trying to get me to think of, like, why I would think we should get married if I don't have the same, like, goals, per se, as Nikki. Even though, to me, I was like, if I'm marrying this guy, then ministry is going to be what I'm going to do. You know what? And I am 100% open to that. And I had said, if God wants me to marry this man... Right. Then he's he's putting me in a place where I will be a missionary and he will put these things on my heart and help me get to where I need to be to go with Nikki. Right. Right. And she these people took that and said, that is why I am immature, because I'm counting too much on God and I'm not doing enough on my own. And I was like, wow, (laughs) you pulled a lot from that. You know, like, it's just it's crazy. Like you can say something out of the goodness of your heart trying to, you know, be like, oh, no, I'm trusting God and this, this and that. And they could be like immaturity.
0: (laughs) And I'll do you one even better. I'll I'll double down on that. I had someone tell me that I was immature for not letting the person that I was dating tell me when I had fully left my parents household.
1: I was immature for that. (laughs) So, you know, there's
0: just there's levels. And like I said, at the beginning, people are subjective on a Mm -hmm. lot of things when it comes to maturity. And that's Mm -hmm. why I asked the question, what metric are you using to determine people's maturity? Because it gets so dangerous when people keep telling other people and then people internalize that and then eventually tell themselves, I am not mature enough to do this thing. Right. And that's a dangerous mindset. And I think it's it can be good sometimes, you know, if you're really being honest with yourself, you're like, okay, I'm not ready for this or I need to get these things in line first. There's nothing I would say wrong with that. But But what
1: are those things you're getting in line?
0: (laughs) Right. I would just say, you know, if you're intentionally dating, you make yourself ready to do that thing. You know, you're never like in my experience, I wasn't necessarily ready to move out when I moved out. But I made myself ready because that's what the situation yeah, called you're for. You're
1: in a relationship. You're like, shoot. All right, I'm ready. You know, yeah. like you do what you need to do.
0: Yes, and I think that mindset is lost in this generation though of getting pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and doing what you have to do. I think everyone's kind of waiting to hit this point where they're just everything kind of falls into their lap by osmosis. And it's like, that's not how this works. If you want something and you desire something, there's going to be struggle, there's going to be decisions that have to be made, there's going to be a whole list of things that you might not be ready for, but you get ready for because that's life. (laughs) Right. You know, exactly. so when people say that there's immaturity because you maybe haven't been a been in a situation where you've had to make those decisions or haven't had to do those things, it's like, yeah, that's what parenting is for. That's what, you know, growing up in the church is for. You're building those foundations to be able to make those decisions. And I right. think it comes down to trusting each individual if they proclaim to be a believer to make a wise biblical decision.
1: Right. And I honestly, I think that a lot of people would give the advice like, oh, you're not mature enough. You shouldn't be with that person because you need to mature on your own. But you know what? We are all maturing. And how great is it to mature alongside of the person you're trying to have a future with? Like, why would you want to mature and grow separately from the person you're trying to become one with? Right. Like being in a relationship grows you in its own. Yes. Like, I grew a ton when I was in my relationship and I've grown more in marriage. Was? It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like what I was dating out. Nikki, you know, <laughs> we're not together right now, but like.
1: <laughs> no, but also in the, in my, uh, I made a, blog post about purity right and someone in the comments actually said it's so sad because people who struggle with purity that's often used against them to tell them that they're not mature enough because they don't have a handle on their purity for having sexual desires right so there there really is no end to how many times you can throw out (laughs) someone's immature about something yeah you really just how's your walk with the lord can we just
0: Yeah, there's no (laughs) end to the amount of specificity that you can go into when it comes to narrowing into someone's life and saying you're not mature, which is, first of all, nobody's place.
1: They're wanting you to fit this perfect definition of what they have in mind for that person. For what
0: they did with their life. (laughs) Exactly. That's usually what it is. If you're not
1: like me or doing exactly how I did my relationship, then it's immature.
0: Right, and that's where you just have to come back to the Bible. What does the Bible say? Because if you can show me a Bible verse that says you have to be a specific age, you have to have experienced a specific thing, or have done this amount of things and worked this job, if you can find me somewhere that tells me those things have to be in place before you can engage in a relationship, then we can talk. But without those verses being present, this is kind of, I think, almost it comes back to a common sense thing. It's like if you're 18 plus— Heck, if you're 17, you're mature. Sure, what the heck? Like, <laughs> if you're a mature individual, I think that's what... If we
1: you're a believer.
0: And that's the presupposition that I guess that I'm coming from, is right. that you're a believer who has desires to be in a relationship.
1: Where is your dependence on God come in when you're uh, a believer? Like, these people are trying to control you and your relationship with God, apparently. Because I remember saying... Me and Nikki telling people we feel on our hearts strongly that God is putting it on our hearts to get married and them saying, no, you can't tell me. No, I have my own relationship with the Lord. And so does he. So where do you come in? (laughs)
0: and i think it's it's a double-edged sword because on one edge you want to be able to ask people for counsel and advice and you want people to tell you objectively what they think but there's also the other end where it's like i'm asking you and i want you to tell me the truth but i also don't want you to tell me in a way that is Controlling my life. Tell me as someone from the outside, but you're not the one at the control panel making my decisions for me.
1: Right. It needs to come from the Bible. It needs to be biblical advice, and so advice.
0: Biblical biblical wisdom, not your opinion. Not your worldly opinion.
1: Exactly. That's the difference. Exactly. And ultimately, like as much as we want to hear other believers opinions, you still you could hear many believers opinions. And if God is placing something on your heart, it's probably better to listen to what God you feel like is really pressing on you than to be like, well, multiple people said this. So, yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) You know, like your relationship with God should come before everything.
0: Right. And when you encounter that counsel, that is. Contrary to what the Bible says, you really have to press into that, and first off, first of all, confront that, and you know, really narrow in where they're drawing that opinion from. Right. And then, if you can't come to a common ground with that individual, you really have to say, okay, I have this individual's opinion, and I have the Bible, exactly. And which one am I going to listen to? Am I going right. to try and people-please someone that is talking from the outside in, telling me that I can't do this? Or am I going to listen to the Bible? That says it's a good, wise thing to do.
1: Exactly. And I just have to stress that to young believers who desire to get married or they're in a serious relationship, you are going to go through some rough times, my guy, because people (laughs) are not a fan of young marriage like they used to be. They're not a fan of serious relationships at 18 years old. To them, that's like lunacy. So you really have to be prepared to be able to deal with those people's opinions and not take it to heart like oh like oh my gosh i I shouldn't be doing this you know because people are not i remember hearing a lot of that stuff people attacked me and my character people did a lot of things you know but ultimately i had to sit down with those people and be like where did you where does that come from in the bible and if they couldn't give me an answer where that came from in the bible then I had, to, three six, I had to I had to put that aside. Exactly. Because I didn't ask for opinions. I asked for biblical advice. Right. So just like warning to people out there, because it is hard being in a relationship and hearing all those things coming at you, you know?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And especially when you're young, because that's your foundational circle usually of the people that are pouring into your life a lot yeah. of times. So when it's all those people that you value that come against you and say Oh, you should do this. You're not ready. You're not this. A lot of times it's hard to withstand that pressure and be like, "Well, these people have known me my whole life. I don't, maybe I should listen to them." Yeah. And that's where, you know, it's really painful to watch because I've seen it people go through that mm-hmm. and it's like, do these people really care about you if that's the advice that they're giving you? Like, this is crazy. So, You know, just to encourage you young people to stand firm on what you believe and to stand firm on what the Bible says, because that's the only way you're going to have peace in your decision making. No matter who's coming against you, if I can firmly say this, I found this in the Bible and I'm going from the Bible, you can have peace in whatever decision that you make.
1: Right. It's kind of like this, like people like to tell you you're immature, right? And, but other people like to self-proclaim themselves as wisdom. It's the same right. thing. Someone can say, I'm giving you wisdom. But if I say, where is that in the Bible? And they can't tell me anything. It's it's not really They're wisdom. They're just like, I've lived as longer than you. Exactly. It's like, well, okay. As much as an opinion. So it's the same thing as someone can claim wisdom as someone can claim you're immature. Like it, right. it really is just one of those things. <laughs> right. Definitely. So.
0: I would agree. And I think for guys too, because I think it hits guys really hard because they're the ones that end up having a lot of self-doubt when it comes to jumping into a leadership role when they're constantly told that you're not ready you're not this you're not that
1: it's emasculating
0: it is and it's also detrimental to your walk with the lord because it's like i'm doing all these things When am i going to be ready
1: when is he going to be able to be put in a position of leadership they're they're not giving this person that opportunity to do that
0: if you're treated like a baby for the whole your whole life you're going to act like a baby (laughs) you know what i mean like and that's what where i have a problem with the men in the church is that a lot of times the men aren't treating other men like men they're treating them like boys right and you're gonna have a lot of boys that are grown adults that are acting like boys well
1: i mean this is a totally different subject but it honestly plays into this because a lot of people in the church these days apparently they come up with the age that you're officially a man now so that becomes another problem. That's a topic for another day. But that leads into, you're yeah. not a man yet. I tell you, you're, you're a man. Yeah. You're not right? a I
0: wish someone would. <laughs> That's not good. That's right. not good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a dangerous game that you play when you try and step into that role of telling people what they can and can't do and when they can and can't do things. Why do
1: you want that responsibility? Do you want to be held responsible for other people's lives?
0: It's honestly so prideful, too, to be able to say with so much confidence that this I know exactly what this person should do with their life. Like, that's some right. um, gutsy stuff to say. <laughs> like, I would never come down that right. dogmatically and be like, you need to do this or you should not do this. Like, right. I will give my opinion as what I see and they need to do what they see fit with it
1: right and i think it's just for young people who are hearing all these things from people they respect and love even though those people might have the best intentions and they are believers that just doesn't automatically mean they're right believers say things sometimes and it doesn't match up to scripture but you know what that's all of us we're not perfect so you can't just rely on someone to say something and be like it might be wrong but they're a believer i'm gonna go with that
0: and you know what on the flip side of that (laughs) And this is something that Aaliyah (laughs) brought up on an episode that we did a while ago. We're still sinners and there are going to be people that are going to tell you things without your best interest in mind. That is true. And that's 100% that right there is where it's difficult because it's people that, you know, it's people that you love, that you care about that may be telling you something for some for something that's not in your best interest.
1: They have their best interest in mind. People are selfish believers are, selfish. are selfish. we all are we
0: all are and th- you know that's why we have to be really careful when we're jumping into people's lives and inputting our opinions right Is because do you really have that person's best interest in mind and that's something for all of us to ask ourselves
1: 100
0: yeah i mean there's so much more we could say on this we may have to do a part Ooh. two yeah <laughs> um but we're gonna wrap this up right here guys because we got to get into table talk with the bloomers so i hope you Good. all enjoyed that uh a little discussion there if you guys have anything you want to input (laughs) on that definitely reach out to us put it in the comments we would love to talk to you guys about it um but yeah jumping into table talk with the bloomers we have a couple of really good questions today so thank you guys for submitting your questions we greatly appreciate it uh the first one was what was the hardest thing about starting a podcast in a pandemic
1: you're equipped to answer this. I am <laughs> equipped to podcast. answer this. And you
0: know what? I'm going to kind of flip the question on its head a little bit because I would say it was the perfect time.
1: <laughs> you have nothing better to do. <laughs> right. I
0: had so much time and I had so much, uh, so many ideas just like sitting up in my head. And I was like, this You're is You're
1: just the constantly thinking all Right.
0: The and it was the perfect time to put it into motion. I would say the some of the struggles I had was... Putting all of my ideas into effect, mainly the community that I wanted to try and create with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping by this time we would have been able to have a lot more guests on. Mm. Unfortunately, just with the way that COVID and stuff is, it has been difficult to get yeah. people out and you know together in a studio to record.
1: And we're in Lancaster.
0: And we're in Lancaster, <laughs> so that doesn't help anything. Um. But that was definitely one of the hardest things. And I think, honestly, the biggest challenge was internally for myself a lot of self doubt, a lot of like questioning myself on if I was like qualified enough. Honestly, Are you mature enough? Right. Honestly, like, <laughs> do I know enough to talk about these things? Or can I, am I going to be sound self righteous? Or am I going to sound, you know, all these things that I was just trying not to do? And it was just like. That's I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to speak with as much biblical wisdom as I can, as right. much biblical knowledge that I feel like I know. Um, and that's one of the things that I wanted to start this podcast to even do in the first place is talk to people that know more than me because I know I'm not the smartest person. So if I can get people to join this Bloom community and educate me on things that I don't know, I think that's you know the purpose. We can all grow together. So. Um, apart from the community, I think I would think that's the hardest thing. Just, you know, internal conflict. Right. But yeah. And then the second question was, what is our standards for ingesting secular content? Whether it be movies, music. What is your standard? <laughs> that's kind of like
1: a hard one to it answer. Is. I feel like when you start seeing it affect, yeah. have an effect in your life, that's when you know you need to you've been having too much you know yeah. what I'm saying like when you're like oh like I didn't realize I've been saying this or I've been like looking at this stuff or you know yeah. like when that becomes the thing then you know that you're just ingesting too much of it and so yeah. I think just balancing that out like how much is too much only you can really know for yourself because everyone's different you know some people might have a trigger with cuss words but other people might be like oh I don't think anything of cuss words like it goes in one ear not the other but I have a yeah. problem with this you know so
0: right yeah i think being honest with yourself is the first step and kind of rationalizing what you should and shouldn't engage in right and i think there are some common sense ones (laughs) i think obviously um and that might be subjective right so i think using your common sense to say okay this is obviously a no and this is more of a okay i think for me i kind of ask myself like how am i going to grow from this i think that's a good filter to use when it comes to ingesting that kind of content like especially if it's consistent Mm -hmm. like is participating in this gonna help me grow towards christ or is it gonna bring me down right so i think kind of just figuring that out because honestly we most of the time i think we know the answer we just tell ourselves that we don't because we want to do stuff Mm -hmm. so i think just being honest is the best policy But yeah, thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you all enjoyed and don't forget to leave comments for next week's episode. Um, Don't forget to subscribe for weekly episodes and we will see you all on the next one.